Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Plan with the Tax Man here on the podcast. We're talking about being a couple of jokesters, and that's going to be the fun topic this week because the world of financial stuff is stressful. Heck, the world is stressful, so we're going to take a break and do some goofy, fun financial jokes uh, and advisor jokes and see what kind of maybe lessons we can actually pull from them as well. So it won't be all fun and games. We'll be a little bit serious here as well. But first, let's say hey to Tony. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I am good. You know, I'm just kind of getting back, trying to get back in the swing of things. As I mentioned, after the fourth, I'm I'm in the mode of still having this uh, short week. Yeah. In a, in a chill mode, right? Still want to... Yeah, very, very, very relaxed. Yeah, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Well, like I said, right? The world is stressful enough anyway. So let's have some fun with this, Tony. Basically, I'll tell you the joke. We found some... We went and scoured the internet and found some uh, some financial jokes or advisor jokes. And then I'll let you, you know, kind of just give me your two cents on it and sure. kind of what you think. Okay? Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. So here's a joke. I'm not normally one to brag about my financial skills, Tony, but my credit card company calls me almost every day to inform me my balance is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, like they, they, probably, they probably love you too, you know. Uh, but, you know, what, what, what a lot of people, you know, they confuse, I, I think, good debt with bad debt. And okay. a lot of advisors, you know, they don't, they don't like to have their clients with a lot of debt, me kind of included. I, I'm not a, a big debt guy, you know, especially if you've done any reading and, and done any studying, you know, the Dave Ramsey stuff and all that. Right. And getting out and staying out of debt. I, I do believe that that is a good route. However, obviously, debt's a part of our life. And, you know, if you use it wisely, especially for large purchases, you know, homes, the, the, the car and whatnot. And understand it, and try to get out of it as quick as possible. It, it actually can be, a, you know, a decent thing. But we do a lot of talking clients about debt because I don't think people understand it very well, and they just accumulate a lot of it, and you know, don't ever make a plan to reduce it or get out of it. Mm-hmm, and right. as soon as they do, you know, it's, it's an instant raise. And so we laugh about it, you know, and joke about it. But we've all been there. I mean, everybody's ran up a credit card. Or, or more and uh, got themselves, you know, potentially into, into situations where in, in some bad cases, you see it all the time where they ran up so much debt, they can't even make the minimum payments. Right. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's horrible. It's a it's a habit that would definitely affects us Americans for sure because you know a lot of times they're really wealthy, right? They're, they're saving money or they're doing things and they've got more liquidity going on. And the banks, you know, the banks that wind up having more disposable income, as of late, we've been seeing that rates have stayed down. They're loaning money, things of that nature. And sometimes it's just a temptation to go, oh, well, wow, I've been I've been approved for this and I don't really need it. But you know what? We kind of had our eye on this item or that item. So let's just go do it. Right. And the interest rates are so low or whatever. So you find ways to justify the stuff. And then before long, you're like, man, we've got more debt than we really want to deal with. And as you're getting closer to retirement, well, then maybe the joke's on you. Right. Well, that's right. Going into retirement, I advise, you know, to try to have as little or no debt, you know, if you can, uh, because it's just going to make your lifestyle so much easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. And so around retirement, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, the best move. 
as far as that goes. I think too, if you know, and I remember too when you know when you're young, you know, you go out and get that first credit card, and it's like, wow, this is great. And uh, but now when we talk to clients about debt, as we say, you know, if you're going to use debt to, to purchase something, especially if it's not going to last very long, you know, are you okay if if the sticker price, let's say, is eight hundred bucks? Are you okay with you know paying a thousand dollars for that same item? And most people will say no, and, and then you start talking about what the interest with the interest it's going to cost you if you put it on a credit card. That's what that's what you're going to be paying. So right, right. You know, you're you're not okay with, when you do it with cash, but you know, you're okay with the credit card and that we got to try to change their thinking on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, you think about the joke, right? So that's what we're doing. You're using that as a catalyst to have a conversation about something. And, and I think uh, debt was certainly a good way to take that one. Uh, how about this one? I got another one here for you. This this reminds me, this is kind of a one-liner. Like uh, Henny Youngman, I know a lot of people may not remember him long, long time ago, but he was kind of the king of the one-liners, right? He would say stuff like, the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret, <laughs> so on and so forth. Uh, but he, this kind of sounds like one of his type of lines. It says, here's the joke. Uh, why couldn't the advisor get people to buy bonds? Not enough interest. Not enough interest. <laughs> but uh, Bob, you, right. can, you can hear the rim shot right there. Yeah, and... A lot of people don't don't like bonds, you know, and and it, that is the kind of the joke. And they don't they they don't pay a lot of interest in today's environment. You know, people have been around a while. Remember those you know those days of the 1980s, you know, when you know a money market account was paying nine percent. Right. And uh, you know those have trickled down with you know in, in inflation being low, and you know they they just aren't able to get that type of interest anymore, pretty much on anything. But that doesn't mean bonds don't have a place in your portfolio, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, as you get towards retirement and whatnot, and you're not really seeking to bring in capital appreciation, you know, you're really looking for, you know, return of principal and then that income, you know, that hopefully you can't outlive. Right, right. Um, yeah. So bonds do have their place, but they, they are, especially in the accumulation phase, probably not the best idea for most, depending on your appetite for risk. But, you know, for some people, that's, that's all they can stomach as far as is risk and uh, that's why they're out there. Yeah. Do you, have you seen that recently where people are like, hey, I'm not interested in bonds because the rates are so low? Uh, I've seen that. And I, when the market's going crazy, the stock market that is, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to be kind of, so to speak, where the action is. You know, well, gosh, right, you yeah. know, they read it on the on the Internet that some guy's doing this or that. And, you know, and so, yeah, I do. I do get a lot of that. Okay. All right. Now, this next one here I've got, Tony, sounds a little bit like a Groucho Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll do this one here. This one's pretty funny too. I'm not saying my financial advisor was bad at his job, but when I went into his office and asked him to check my balance, he tried to push me over. <laughs> now, as somebody who has vertigo, that's really hilarious to me because yeah. I'm dizzy on a regular basis. So I could totally see that and just you know just die laughing. We talk a lot to clients, you know, about about keeping some sort of balance in their portfolio, right? A little bit and. Many times when clients first come to us, I mean, you know, they don't have any balance, meaning that generally they'll have, let's say, you know, in their IRA or their 401k and they're 55, 58 years old and and they have all of their money either in maybe this is just an example, uh, their own company stock or one very narrow invested fund. In other words, almost like a sector fund, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of some international fund type of thing. So they don't, they don't have diversification. And so we try to talk to them about that. And, you know, you might want to diversify because generally speaking, uh, it's, it's the best way to go over the long term, you know? And so 
by having those concentrations, yes, you are going to pick up some gains when that area is doing well, but boy, when it's not, you really suffer. Yeah. And so try to you know, instill something in them, just start thinking about that. Well, talking about balance, then this next joke here actually kind of goes towards a question I have, was thinking about asking you the last time we talked, and I totally forgot, so it's kind of fortunate that it wound up being on here. But here's the joke. What's another name for a long-term investment? A failed short-term investment, <laughs> right? short-term investment, yeah. yeah. Is there such a thing, Tony? Is a short-term investment in retirement planning, or is it always the long-term people are looking for? Well, I, th- I think the people we talk to, they're always looking to make money in the short-term, and we try to force them to think long-term. But I, I do think there's there's such things as short-term investments. Okay. I don't think it's, uh, I mean, it might have some place in, in a person's retirement plan. I mean, obviously, as things come in and out of, out of favor, you know, you're, you're changing things up. So it might be a, sh- a short-term investment, but I don't think it's necessarily because it's a failed investment. It might just be because your goals change and, you know, you, you need to have something else right? type of thing. But I think most people think short-term you know, and they, they, in their retirement. And they don't think that, you know, if, if they can't get X amount percent in a certain period of sometimes days instead of years, mm-hmm. uh, they think it's a failed investment. Hmm. And okay. we try to tell them that's not the case. We need a long-term approach here. Right. You know, and uh, I think they got to remain that. But again, I think that's a product though of uh, too much news. Yeah, being short-sighted and, and too much news. Yeah, I think that's a, a very fair point because we see something and we're like, oh, well, this is happening or that's happening or we've got to get in on this or out on that or whatever the case might be. And, and we don't really stick with the plan that we've started working on. And, and I get that, you know, if the plan starts to seem like it's going awry, it makes you nervous and you want to maybe the, the immediate thought is to you know make a knee-jerk reaction and change it. But yes. that might not be really what you need. You need to evaluate and take a look first because often – especially financially speaking, right? That when you, we make these reactions, we wind up, we wind up kind of regretting that after the fact. It's not like, you know, you're, you've got a plan together to, you know, use this bucket to haul up some fish or something and the fish just aren't jumping in the bucket and you got to come up with a new plan, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to starve to death because of that, but you are going to have to work through it, you know, and try to figure out a good way to, you know, analyze, is it really the right time to change that plan? Talk to the advisor or am I just being nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's, speaking of nerves, let's do this one. Here's the joke. Why was the client sleeping like a baby when the stock market crashed? Well, he woke up every hour and cried. <laughs> Just like a baby. It's like a baby. Well, a lot of times, you know, with, especially when the market's going good, like it has been here lately, we get all, all kinds. You know, people that meet with us first time, they are uh, afraid. Uh, they get stressed out because they, they, Again, they, they watch a lot of TV and whatnot. They think the market's too high. You know, they're, they're stressed out. You know, they, they think that we need to get out or, or they need right. to get out. Others come and say, you know, I, I've, I've never in, been in the market. Everybody's talking about it. I think it's, you know, it's time for me. But they're stressed out, too, because they don't have any idea, you know, as to what they need to be doing. And they just think that sometimes they can just go buy some equities and, all of a sudden make a lot of money. And that's not the case a lot of times. So I think that people get stressed out about it. But like you were talking about earlier, you know, as long as you've got a long-term plan and, and that's what we do with them is, is uh, we've got to have a plan. People just come and say, well, I want to buy some equities. I mean, for us, we're not, we're not the advisors for them. You know, we, we want to plan. We want to know what's going on and, and why you're putting money away and things like that uh, versus just kind of trading. 
Yeah, it's got to have a purpose. I have a purpose. Yeah. Okay. All right. Final one this week here on the podcast. Here's the joke. I just got some great news from my financial advisor. He told me I could retire at 64 and live comfortably for an hour. Yeah, for an hour. <laughs> but, uh, but, right? Nobody wants this, right? We want to make sure we can get to retirement and stay retired. And stay retired. And, yeah, if you're coming to uh, an advisor at 64, 65, and have not planned, you know, there's some things you can do, but more than likely, you know, you're going to have to continue to work if it's possible, depending on what type of lifestyle you're looking for, uh, you know, and what what level of comfortability. But the best way to prevent this, of course, is to plan, plan early, and uh, keep it going. And that way you won't have this type of thing. And, you know, every... I don't know, two to five years, especially as you get into your 50s, I, I'm all, already doing it is, you know, I like to take a look at my own portfolio and say, all right, you know, I've got this much time left, assuming a reasonable rate of return and how much I'm putting in. What am I going to have, you know, as my nest egg? And will that last me the rest of my life once I decide to call it quits? And that's what you have to do. You can't certainly just wait until the end and, and hope. Certainly not. And Tony, I imagine that's, well, typically that's the number one question, right? Somebody probably comes in and they sit down with you for the first time or whatever. And they're like, hey, uh, here's what I'd like to accomplish you know, when I get to retirement or I want to retire by this age or whatever. Now, how do you keep me there? right? And they want you to now walk them through like how to build that structure so that once we get there, we can stay there. That's right. And luckily for us as advisors now, you know, with the software being uh, so good, you can run scenarios very easily and let the software, you know, do all the, all the heavy math lifting and show a client based on this, what you have now. And this is when you want to retire. If you want to either take principal or just live off of the earnings, right? you know, based on market conditions, you know, th- this is how long your money will last you. And, and uh, I like some of the software, the reports they spit out now of saying, you know, there's an 85% chance or a 50% chance you won't run out of money type thing, you know, and people like to like to see, well, gosh, you know, I, I want to be up there in 85, 90%, you know, even if I live to a hundred, I'm not going to run out of money, a type of uh, percentages, you know, you get down there in the low, below 50% and they're like, okay, well, what, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. We, we have to fix it. Yeah. But, and there are ways to fix it, but it may not be, that pleasant, depending on, you know, how long you've waited to, to get started, meaning that uh, the longer you wait, you know, the more you're going to have to set aside to reach goals or you got to change the goals. Right. Exactly. Well, you know what? We don't want to be the joke, right? We want to be the uh, the brunt of the joke mm-hmm. for sure when it comes to retirement. So do yourself and your retirement a favor and have a conversation and get started to Tony's point. Take some action and go through some conversations and some pieces. And if you're not doing that, we'll reach out to a qualified professional like Tony here on the podcast. 844-707-7381 is the number to call. And of course, as always, you can just subscribe or follow uh, and find all the information that you really need. The easiest way to do it is just to go to Tony's website, yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. If you're already working with Tony, but you listen to the podcast on the regular, uh, make sure you share it with folks who might benefit from that message as well. Just you know, they can you can do a little share link right there on the webpage on if it's Spotify or Apple or Google or whatever you like. Uh, all those social media things give us options to share those with friends and family. So feel free to do that as well. But again, you can stop by the website at yourplanningpros.com. 
and find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and so on. All right, Tony, thanks for hanging out with me. I guess we'll both go back to work and do some more stuff, and uh, <laughs> hope you have a great week. All right, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk next time here. We are going to be uh, firmly into July for our next episode, so should be nice and hot as well. It's already been fairly hot. So we'll see you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor, Inc. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.